listening to the Healthy Habitat Podcast with Natalie Noctegal. Okay, so this is part two of the episode where I'm just sharing my story and catching you up to speed to where I am now. So let's dive right in. So we moved to Colorado. And in the process of this move, we actually spent um, the winter season in Missouri, in Southern Missouri with my in-laws. And it was a very, it, it was a beautiful transition season. This is the season where I came across the idea of animal-based and carnivore. Crazy, crazy. And I have to share this. So I, I would say a year or two prior. So I, let me catch you up here. This move happened where I started to think about food and, you know, nutrition just totally differently. This, when we moved to Colorado, this was fall of 2019. So a year or two before that, I remember coming across Michaela Peterson. So if you're in this animal-based carnivore space, you, I'm sure that you know of Michaela Peterson. She's one of the first to you know, speak out about only eating meat for health reasons and healing her body, or at least like supporting her body and able to live without symptoms that way. She calls it the lion diet. And I don't remember if it was a TED talk, but it was some kind of talk on YouTube where she talked about her illness and how she came to eating that way and how rigid she has to be with it. And I had this reaction in me. I was like, I was offended because already I was having to restrict so much. I um, was eating like the FODMAPS diet and I don't even know what else, but I felt like I was having to restrict so much and I had this list of foods that I could eat and that was it. And to me, that just it just felt so restrictive. And, and because my mental health wasn't great anyway, I was like, Oh, just another reason for life to suck. You know, I couldn't just go and have like tacos and margaritas with my friends, you know? And so hearing her talk about only eating meat for some reason, I was just like, I could never do that. That is no, I will not get to that level. (laughs) I was like, I will never get to that point. And which is really funny considering where I am now. But so fast forward, it's late 2019, early 2020. And again, I come across a podcast. I'm always like following podcasts and they'll have a guest on there that will introduce me to their podcast. And that's pretty much how this happened. And, um, I'm so let's see, it was, I don't even remember the string of podcasts, but basically I came across the peak human podcast with Brian Sanders. I highly recommend that podcast, especially going back to some of the first episodes and just listening through, um, the diversity of experts in the nutrition space on that podcast was monumental for me in just carving my own path here. And, and yeah, navigating all of this. So I highly recommend that podcast. Um, but he did an interview with someone named Tara Couture. Tara Couture is, I don't even know, an ancestral goddess in my eyes. Um, she is a farmstead with her family in Canada. 
and they grow and harvest everything themselves. And hearing her story about how she got there was just so, it was so authentic and so real. She's not selling anything. She's not promoting anything. She's just trying to feed her family, really just trying to heal herself and support the health of her family and, you know, live a good life. Like, you know what we all want. And she introduced me to, um, the Weston A. Price Foundation in that podcast. She talked about the Weston A. Price Foundation And so that led me to learning about Weston A. Price. And if you don't know who that is, Weston A. Price was a holistic dentist in the 40s and went around the world studying um, ancient, not ancient, but studying hunter-gatherer cultures cultures that were still living and looking at their health, looking at their teeth specifically and comparing that with what would have been, you know, modern day Americans then. And just like looking at the contrasting difference and looking at their diets and lifestyles and comparing all of that. So really, really fascinating stuff. And it just sort of like, (laughs) it just blew everything up for me as far as like, okay, well now I really don't know who to trust because it, it seems like everything that we're told in the general public of, you know, what we should be doing, how we should be eating, how we should be leaving, uh, living. It just seems total opposite. Like it's so backwards and it, it just didn't make sense. And so anyway, this was, um, this was really helpful for me in like putting all of these pieces together. So this is basically what sort of set the stage for me to be open about not just including animal meats or animal foods in my diet, but not limiting them, actually allowing my body to eat as much as it wanted of animal foods and maybe even only animal foods and how that might actually just be okay. And, um, and, and to be honest, I was at my wits end, truly. I, I felt like I couldn't digest anything. Nothing was working. I, I was like, well, I literally have nothing to lose at this point. So why not? So we're, we're in like, you know, winter of 2019, 2020. And I was like, I'm just going to try this just like one meal at a time. And so I, it's dinner time. And I, I don't even know what I'd made some kind of meat. And I made some sweet potato for my husband. And I decided I was like, I'm just going to eat the meat. I'm just going to eat that and just see. So just eat that, go to bed, wake up the next morning. My tummy was flat for the first time in years. Like there was zero bloating. There was zero puffiness. Like it was just like flat. Like what I felt like should be like fairly normal and felt empty. That's something too is like when you experience a lot of like inflammation and gas and bloating, it's not even about how it looks. I mean, it is about how it looks, but it's like the feeling, like you feel swollen in your midsection. And so it felt like empty and like, I felt hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like it was crazy. And so I was like, Whoa, what? And so then I did it the next meal. I ate that way for breakfast. I was like, heck yeah, I'm sold. Let's do it. Yeah jokes on me. Um, I had never even eaten keto before. I'd never eaten low carb. Like I'd, even though I'd come to a place where I was eating whole foods, I was still eating like 
sugar, coconut sugar, honey. You know what I mean? I wasn't really like limiting certain things. And the cravings kick in and oh my gosh, they kicked in with a vengeance. I was like, nope, I can't do that. I found myself I don't even know how I got there. I was in a trance and I found myself in the kitchen eating spoonfuls of coconut butter. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> because I was craving sweet. It's like so bad. I was craving sweet. And I started calling my friends who had experimented with keto and I was like, I need help. I don't know what to do. And so there was a lot of like, there was a lot of back and forth and like, <laughs> There's this term in the Bible that always cracks me up. I grew up in a pretty religious family, so you're going to hear a lot of Bible references, but there's this term in the Bible like gnashing of teeth. That's how I feel like my journey was coming into being animal-based. There was a lot of gnashing of teeth. Like I was not okay. I was like, this is horrible. This sucks. Like I, Um, but I got through it. There was a lot of stop and starts and feeling like, oh, I can't do it. Like I would feel guilty for like eating a bunch of um, coconut butter or whatever it was that I would eat. And and still a lot of confusion and overwhelm because I started to learn about plant toxins and anti-nutrients. And I'd be like, oh no, I accidentally ate a banana. I don't know. And um, so that took a while for me to work through. But I finally did. I finally did. So we fast forward to like summer of 2020. I'm living in Colorado in the mountains. It's beautiful. The pandemic's happening. It was an insane time. Um, My husband and I and our family, um, my in-laws, we were in the process of turning this building in a rural mountain town in Colorado into a hostel, a backpacker's hostel. During a pandemic, you know, none of that was just a coincidence. Um, and I started experimenting with being animal based. Um, I won't say I was like strict carnivore because I would eat like avocado and I would still eat honey because I wasn't really thinking about macro or like macros, you know, I wasn't really thinking about weight loss and being keto necessarily. I was just trying to not be bloated. And, um, I think I would even still, um, I would still have like alcohol too, like a little bit throughout that time. Like I didn't, I didn't put two and two together that like, you know, like a beer (laughs) every now and then, or like a margarita that I'm sure has terrible things in it would like be a big deal. Um, you know, this has all just been a learning journey for me, but during 2020, I was really embracing animal based, And, um, that's actually when I first started my like animal based babe Instagram account. Uh, Well, honestly, I turned my personal Instagram account that was mostly just like music and like personal stuff. I was like, I'm going full in. We're going to be, we're going to do this, be animal based babe. I joined this health coach program, training program, because I, I was just like sold. I was like, this is it. We have found the light. Why would anybody else do anything? Because I had just tried for years. You have like years of digestive distress to, I wasn't bloated anymore. It was amazing. And I didn't feel restricted in any way, especially because like I said, I wasn't even being like a hundred percent strict with it. Um, I would say it was probably 90%, maybe 80% strict with it. And, um, and it worked out really well for me. (laughs) until it didn't. 
Um, and again, once again, everything that I'd built up in my mind to be true about my body and then, you know, how it was doing and nutrition and health and how we should be eating and living. Oh my gosh, it's 11, 11 right now. Oh, I have to take a picture. We'll get into that later. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> but once again, those walls had to come crumbling down. So it starts with um, I think we're in 2021 by this point, um, animal based, you know, uh, a lot of my meals are strictly carnivore, but a lot of them are not, but I'm definitely like animal based, right? A majority of my diet is animal foods at this point. I'm mindful of plant toxins, um, and all these things. Um, I get a staph infection, never had an infection like this ever in my life. Um, and I can point to a lot of, I guess, reasons of why or how it could have happened. I mean, and I remember the day that it happened, I was like, hmm, where could I have picked this up from? Well, I was fishing on a lake and that was covered in like slime and goo. Uh, I was at the dog park and there was one point where I was walking around barefoot in a dog park, (laughs) barefoot at a dog park. Um, I was like, my hands have been here, here, here. Who knows where I picked this up from? Like, I'm a wild child living in the mountains. I don't know. And, but anyways, so it got pretty, it was in my finger and it was like, this was like, by the next day, I was like, this is not good. This is hurting so bad. I was like, I think this is really infected. I have to go see. So I go to a clinic and they're like, uh, yeah, this is bad. Um, and I had a fever, you know, starting to happen. So, you know, of course... I had to take a bunch of antibiotics. They give me one in my butt (laughs) and they give me some to take because they're like, look, we can't necessarily test to see which strain that you have here. But so I'm kind of assuming that it was staph. I think that was the, they were like, it's probably, it it presented like some form of a staph infection. And so they just gave me this like kind of cocktail of antibiotics being like, one of these is going to (laughs) work. And it did. Now... I always, I want to share this because I don't know if this is helpful or if it's relevant to this story. And there's someone that I am planning on having on this podcast in hopefully the near future. Um, And I'm going to find out because she will know. But I just want to include this just in case anybody listening to this finds themselves in this boat. So, uh, When this happened, I think I was already taking or had in my possession, I had a probiotic of some kind. I I can't remember if I was taking it um, or if I got it after I got the infection. I I can't remember, but I did have a probiotic. And when I had to take those antibiotics, I upped this probiotic, like upped it like crazy. It took a bunch and continued to take a bunch. I remember... Um, after taking that course of antibiotics, which I did not listen and I did not finish. I think I only took it for like three or four days. And then I was like, I think I'm fine. Um, because the, the, you know, the infection did heal and everything went away. Um, I remember having, uh, like a loose stool after that. My digestion to this day has never been the same. This was May of 2021. We are now in June of 2023. 
okay? My digestion has never been the same. Now, I'm not saying this could be a coincidence. This could be completely irrelevant. But I, I upped those probiotics while taking the antibiotics and kept taking them, kept taking them, and noticed, hmm, I don't have this easy flat tummy anymore. And to be honest, maybe I had not perfect digestion even a little bit sporadically throughout because like I said, it wasn't like I was super strict carnivore, but it was there was definitely a marked difference um, before and after this course of antibiotics where I was also taking a lot of a probiotic as well. And after several months of this, I started to wonder, I was like, I wonder if that was a good idea. I just wonder. And I found some, um, there is a, I'm pretty sure she's just a completely independent microbiome researcher who I learned about through Chris Kresser, who is known for functional medicine, paleo, all that stuff. His health coach program is actually the program that I did. So through Chris Kresser, I learned about um, one Lucy Malang, I think is her name. Lucy Malang. And I don't know how active she is on social media, but she has a blog and she's done a lot of microbiome research. I found on her website an article of her reviewing some research done on this very thing, on what happens to a microbiome, a gut microbiome. And I think this was based on stool testing. When someone takes when uh, this group of people took a course of antibiotics. And so there were three groups. One group did nothing. One group took probiotics, I think before and all throughout. And then one took probiotics maybe for just a little while. I can't remember exactly. But the conclusion was that um, the gut microbiome of the people that did nothing, it actually repopulated and rebalanced much quicker than those that took a bunch of probiotics. Okay? I don't really, I don't know, but I do know that my gut has not been the same. And I just started to wonder, did I really, because I basically took an antibiotic that wiped everything out, And then I intentionally took a probiotic with, I don't even know what, like, I just don't know what that did as far as the balance within my gut microbiome. So this has been a journey that I've been navigating since then. So we're going to fast forward to, um, so that was May of 2021, fall of 2021, I find myself connecting with another functional health practitioner to do some testing because I'm like, because I think um, that summer, summer of 2021, I got like super strict carnivore, like as strict as I kind of knew to be um, in lots of like bone broths, like lots of like health or gut supporting practices as much as I knew to do. I was getting lots of sunshine, lots of outdoor time, you know, trying to do all the things. And I was still, I was getting really bloated after everything I ate. And I just, and I I don't know, I I was just confused. I didn't know. And, um, and I will say too, I I don't think I was, now that I'm thinking about it, I wasn't a hundred percent strict carnivore all the time. I was a lot of the time, but I still, I was still like including some fruit and stuff every now and then. Cause I just kind of thought, you know, it's fruit. It's okay. You know? 
And, and maybe it was, I'm not here to say whether it is or isn't, but that's kind of, that's where I was. And so I did a stool test for the first time and even eating in a very clean animal-based way, I was not digesting fat at all. I wasn't really digesting anything. Um, I had a bunch of nutrient deficiencies and I, I think it was my serotonin was zero zero. Now I didn't know this kind of stuff. I did a a urine test and a stool test, so I can't remember exactly what they tested at each. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know how accurate these kinds of tests are um, because it was not blood work. So I can't really speak to how accurate these things are, but apparently they can get a lot from your poop and your pee. Um, but yeah, that was like zero. And I was like, Hmm, that explains a lot. <laughs> and, um, and all of these other things and definitely an imbalance and off the top of my head, cause like this is 2021. I cannot remember at this moment off the top of my head, exactly what the imbalance was, um, that, you know, they were seeing in my poop bacteria or whatever, but it was like a huge imbalance. And like, I was telling her what I was eating and she was like, you know what, you're, what you're eating is fine. She's like, I'm not worried about your diet at all. She put me on, again, a slew of supplements and probiotics and all these things to do all these things. And you have to take them at this time and da-da-da-da-da. And like, you know, we're going to take, I think um, it was like a some kind of maybe antimicrobials kind of a thing. And then you're going to take it with the charcoal that's going to like detox this and da-da-da-da, all kinds of stuff. Um, followed that protocol to a T for months. And that was like $800 that I wish I had back. (laughs) Did nothing, nothing. And I'm going to be honest, I got a little bit discouraged, defeated, and depressed after that. I I quit talking to the world about my diet and lifestyle because I, I was like, I don't know what way is up anymore. I was like, I don't know. I give up. I, I, don't know. I thought I knew, but I clearly don't. I don't know. And um, I, I went into a little cocoon of sorts. Now, during all of this, I met a beautiful person, um, Jess Williams, Jessica Williams, And we met through Instagram, which is hilarious. And then we got to meet in person and she has opened up online about her endometriosis journey. And when we met and we were talking in person, I don't even know how this happened because I didn't even know what endometriosis was, but I happened to mention, remember how I mentioned in part one of this story that um, I did have some menstrual symptoms that were very severe, but they were sparse enough that it would just was not top of mind for me. Um, but they started as whenever I was a little kid. Well, 2020, 2021, they became much more frequent, actually, which um, is interesting considering how I was eating and living, but they became more and more frequent. To the point where I was getting where I was like, I couldn't ignore it. And I was having, um, this sounds kind of strange to say out loud, but um, I was starting to have a little bit of like, I I don't know if PTSD is too strong of a term, but I don't know what other term to use, but PTSD from my monthly cycle, because it was getting to where every period was getting so painful And, or it would like feel like it was about to be that painful. I'm like, I don't know. Is this, and it would, the pain would be to the point where I would pass out. It was excruciating. And, um, I had tried wearing a a menstrual cup for a while, which worked for a while, but I, I learned that that was making the pain worse. 
And, um, anyway, I, so I would start to have a lot of anxiety as my cycle was approaching because of the pain. I didn't know how bad it would be and having to start to plan my life around it and things like that. Mm, 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 mm. I just, we'll go into this another time, but there is a story where I found myself caught in the top bunk of a six woman, six person hostel in a ladies hostel dorm room. I was in the top bunk in the middle of the night when I started having these excruciating period cramps in a city that I'd never been, you know, I didn't know where I was, had zero pain medication. I had nothing. And it was like some of the worst torture. It was so bad. That's a story for another time. Uh, But talking about this just brought back that memory. But um, so in meeting my friend Jess, she brought to my attention endometriosis. And so I started reading books and learning about that. Went down this whole path to finding a surgeon. I was like, I, I, I think I have this because I, you know, they don't know until they go in and like check and look for it. I was like, I have all the symptoms. I've had these digestive issues that just have not gone away. This must be the answer. So August of 2022, I go in for surgery and they do find endometriosis, a very small amount. I was considered stage one. And so I was very excited because I thought, oh, maybe now, maybe now all of this will finally work and my gut microbiome will finally balance and I will finally heal and I will finally just be able to be normal. We're going on seven years of trying to have a normal, consistent digestion, (laughs) And and among all the other things that that, you know, causes the downstream effect of that. And so after surgery, um, every month after surgery, my menstrual cycle um, and symptoms got better and better and better. And I can say now, so that was August of 2022. It's now June of 2023. My last most previous menstrual cycle is the most normal feeling menstrual cycle I feel like I've ever had. So those symptoms have like so far like resolved. The other things, not so much um, necessarily, but I think I'm going to check my notes here just to keep myself straight. Um, Okay. So I think that pretty much brings us to now. (laughs) Welcome to this whole very long story with many a twist and turn. Um, so now, uh, I have since my husband and I have moved back, have moved back to Nashville, Tennessee, as of just a couple of months ago. So I'm living back in Nashville and since, oh, let me think, um, December, 2022, January 23, you know, I, I to health and change, because I'm going to be honest through all of that, especially, oh my gosh, especially like 2020, the end of 2021 and going into 2022 and just feeling so defeated and discouraged of like, like I said, just not knowing which way is up. And it, it, this, 
focusing so much on my diet and lifestyle and healing and trying to get better, it it sort of had taken over my life in an I wasn't living life and I wasn't being present and it just oh my gosh, so much has come up. But I I had just gotten a little too obsessed and had kind of lost focus in a way of like, why? Why? And that might seem obvious, like, well, because it doesn't feel good. Like, why why wouldn't you want to get better, right? Um, so I'm just I'm just gonna sort of catch us up to where I am now. So I have since recommitted to healing. I made a decision in you know winter of 22, 23 of this past year. I made a decision to do whatever it takes to heal, to do whatever it takes to claim my body's fullest potential. Now, I understand that might be on a sliding scale, like the best that I can be might not be the best that someone else can be. And I don't care about that. I just want the best that my body has to offer. And and, and I'm so close. Like it's, I'm, I am so grateful for the health of my body. And, And that's kind of what I'm getting at is like my focus had gotten so narrow on these symptoms, specifically my digestion, which does have a lot of downstream effects. Don't get me wrong. Inflammation, um, autoimmunity, like all of these things. But I had gotten so focused on what was going wrong that I was missing everything that was going right. And when I stopped to think about, oh my gosh, I have two legs that work so well. (laughs) Like I can get up and run and climb, not that I like running to be honest, but I can hike mountains and climb mountains and I can swim and play and dance and I can do yoga and handstands. Not that I can really do a handstand, but if I wanted to, I could, you know, (laughs) like all of these things. And so I, all of this had been or has been just a massive invitation for me to pause and reevaluate like, why, why does this matter? Why is this important? What do I actually care about here? And I think what I want is probably what most people want. And that is just to, to live while I can, you know, we, we get this one life that we know of this, this one shot. And, and all I want is to be here for it in, the fullest capacity every single day. And I don't have kids, but I would really like to have kids. And I, I want to embody that so that they can do that. You know, I really do have this desire to evolve and move forward in the most positive way. Like I don't want to go backwards and I want, I don't want them to go backwards. Like I want to, I want to come forward and, and pass that on to them so that they can continue to go forward in their own evolution. Right. And that is truly what I want. And so I made this commitment that I am going to do whatever it takes to be happy. I'm putting my foot down. I'm not going to allow depression, depressive thoughts to creep in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up because I wanted to give up and I did give up so many times. And I thought, well, I can give up 
and just accept this as my fate and things will probably get worse and I will live a less lived life or I can change my attitude and I can commit to doing whatever it takes and I can commit to being happy and fulfilled now even before my symptoms fully resolve finding a way to be happy right now because right now is all that we have that is all we have is right now i was done and i'm done living for this hypothetical future where my body is just totally perfect and like absolutely nothing is wrong um that's what i'm working toward but i'm not living for that i'm living for right now how can i be so full and happy and at peace right now, right? I think that really honestly just brings us to a close of this is this is where I am. So, well, I guess I'll say too. So I recommitted to this and um, I don't want to overly focus on a specific diet here in this space, even though I want it to be included in the conversation. I do because I do think it's important. I think we need all of these things. I think we need our mindset, our thoughts, our perspective, our attitude, our daily lifestyle and habits, the things we do every day. And that includes the food that we eat every day. I think we need all of it in order to fully heal and just, you know, fulfill our own best possible potential. But, um, but I don't want to get too overly focused on diet alone because at least for me, I don't think diet alone was quite there. I really have had to shift my mind in a lot of ways. And we're going to get more into that um, in future episodes. And that's really what this whole podcast is about, is how all of these things really do fit together and how important they are. Um, but uh, yeah, so right now I am eating fully animal-based. Can I say carnivore? I don't even carnivore, animal-based, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've also uh, excluded alcohol completely. That was something that I still had off and on throughout this journey because I just didn't think it was that big of a deal to have it in moderation. And maybe it's not, I don't really know, but for whatever reason, um, I'm just really starting to tune in to my inner wisdom, my inner intuition. And there was this nudging within me that said, just give that up. Just take a pause from that for a while. And so I did. And so, um, it's actually has been way easier than I thought. Um, so I'm not including any alcohol. I haven't had any alcohol or sugar of any kind since, um, Christmas really, uh, maybe the first week of the new year. I can't really remember though that I don't have a set day or anything that I started this, but it was just, this is all in the name of recommitting to healing and, and doing whatever it takes to heal. And I, throughout this journey, I have found that I do feel the best. It's not, I can't say that things are hundred percent perfect. I'm still learning and navigating and figuring things out, but I do feel the best and the most supported eating animal foods. And so that's where I'm at right now. And I'm trying to come at this, um, through the gaps diet state of mind and learn a lot from that and including a lot of like soups and broths and things like that. Um, but that's pretty much where I am there as far as that goes. And then, like I said, the whole other piece of this is I am learning like for real lifestyle stuff. Like we, we are not talking like biohacking lifestyle light 
I'm talking like for real. I'm talking about getting out and watching the sunrise every single morning, letting that light hit my eyes, letting the morning sun saturate my skin for several hours every morning. I'm talking about meditation, non-negotiable meditation, cultivating gratitude and journaling and allowing myself time and space to do nothing to play, to have fun, to dance around barefoot in the grass, you know, we're going to get to all of this, but this is really where I am right now. So I guess what I'll leave you with is so far what I've learned and what I've taken from this and the lesson that is currently unfolding for me right now is that it's time to take my faith away from everyone outside of me, everyone and everything that I have looked to outside of myself for answers and direction and guidance. And there is a place for that. Absolutely. But I forgot how to trust myself. I have forgotten what my very ancient human DNA knows. And so the lesson that I'm currently learning is taking that faith and turning it inward toward the divine innate wisdom within me. And it's not easy. There are so many moments where I'm like, is this me or is this conditioning? Is this like, I don't know, but that's, that's the process and that's the journey. And that's what all this is about. So here's to remembering what we've known all along. Thank you so much for listening to this. Oh my gosh, here we are over an hour and in. We've got part one and part two. So I'm going to break this up into two episodes. Um, But thank you for, yeah, hanging out with me. And um, please feel free to reach out. I'm going to have so many links here in the show notes, but I'm Animal Based Babe. Uh, on Instagram is going to be where this podcast is going to live and where you can talk with me more about these things. I'm in the process of building an online community for us to all come together and connect in ways outside of social media. Okay. Obviously it's going to have to be virtual. It will not stay virtual entirely, but for now it is virtual. So it's online, but, um, I'm, putting this together in a place that's independent of social media. Um, but there'll be more, more of that to come, but just for now, feel free to connect with me there on Instagram. All the links will be here in the show notes. Again, I'm Natalie and Hey, you already know what to do. Peace, my friends. (laughs) 